I'm currently going through some emotional hard time. Sometimes I feel hopelessness or being upset for my situation throughout the day. So should I note it and put my whole thought into that experience until it goes away, or should I just shift my mind onto the rising and falling of my stomach? I feel that I still haven't let go of my loss, even though I'm using the meditation as a replacement. Mm -hmm. Where did I hear this recently? Um, someone said a very similar thing that on, on the chat here. They, were, they asked me a question. And they said that meditation was kind of a, a means for them to escape the problem. So it was. I was trying to explain. You know, they're, they're practicing, and and they keep thinking about uh, these these thoughts keep coming back, right? And like the meditation is bringing them up, or so on. And. They were saying, you know, I was saying, well, isn't it great that the meditation allows you to see these things? And he said, well, no, you know, meditation, I, I guess it gives me some kind of relief sometimes. And kind of as you say, it's like a replacement or a means of shifting the attention away from the experience or a means of finding peace in, in hard times. Uh, but I, I said right away, in, in direct, directly in response, that that's not what meditation is for. Meditation is for you to uh, learn about your problems and to learn about what it is that you're experiencing. So it's not quite an answer to your question, but something that I would question in your mind and, and, and be sure of yourself that, that you're, you're not doing this, that you're not expecting something of meditation. And in general, that's really... A, one of the big uh, key goal or key um, points that have that we have to understand in terms of meditation is that we really shouldn't expect to get anything out of meditation. Uh, that we shouldn't expect to create anything out of meditation. We're trying to take what is already there and understand it and uh, straighten it. You know. The mind. The Buddha said straighten the mind. Well, that means straighten out our habits and our reactions and our ways of responding and reacting to things as opposed to uh, interacting, as opposed to, to, to being with. That isn't an answer to your question, but it, it's something that I would, I would talk about, I would you know, try to stress based on the fact that you... You're saying you're using meditation as a replacement. Meditation is for the purpose of, of coming to terms with your, your, your emotional hard time, the emotional stress and difficulty. Maybe I'll address the question and then turn it over to the panel, the other panelists. Uh, let me just, just briefly, I'll, I'll, I'll give some pointers here. Because the question is quite direct, you know, should you note it all the time or, or should you put it aside and go back to the, the stomach? You can really do either. You know, there, there are no hard and fast rules. But you have to assess what is the result of doing one or the other. If you're able to be mindful of it, uh, and actually if you're able to be mindful of it, it, it should dissolve quite quickly. It may be that you're not able to be mindful of it, and that after a while it makes you so stressed out um, that you know, you, you, it actually brings on more stress 
in your mind and, and gets you to a point where you feel like you're going crazy. If at that point you decide, you know, you've been acknowledging it for some time, it's not going away, it's, it's overwhelming and so on, you can come back to the stomach, start with the stomach again, and something like starting over. What you don't want to do is avoid it. You don't want to, you know, I'm not going to touch that, I'm not going to be mindful of it, it's just too difficult. But you, it's like getting a running start, you know? Start back, way back, back up and start here. Rising, falling, and then when it comes up again, slowly, slowly catch it piece by piece until you're able to face it head on. Uh, and and there are other techniques as well. It doesn't mean you have to come back to the stomach. One of the greatest techniques when a person is overwhelmed by something is to do lying meditation. Because as I said, that's that's where you're the most relaxed. When you're stressed, when you're overstressed, you can try doing lying meditation. It's a way of retreating from the stress, doing finding something that's easier for you to deal with. Okay, this is easier. Still maybe have some of the emotions but you'll find that they're easy to, easier to deal with. They're not as um, as intense because you feel you feel more more peaceful. You feel better lying down, more relaxed lying down. That's an example. You can stop meditating, take a break, come back and try again, and so on. Um, but there are no hard and fast rules in that sense. But I would like to have answers from other people. So maybe you have some thoughts on this. Mm. Yes, I do. Um, um, I, I think um, you should be very open with, with the moment to see what is necessary. Um, sometimes when you note um, upset and hopelessness for a long time and it doesn't go away it is not good to stay there because you eventually start to indulge in it without uh, knowing it and you just you think you're you're just noting it but you are you're you're kind of feeding it with it and you feel good in it and you haven't mm -hmm. you have not noticed that yet so um in such a case, when it does not go away, it might be good to to focus on something else because there is always something that can be prominent as well. And um, uh, uh, when you when you go back to the rising and the falling, for example, um, in my experience, it brings you a good stability. For when I'm, for example lost in emotions, what of course happens uh, and um, it's kind of whirling around and, and I can't really catch it or, or it's too much. Um, then going back to the rising and the falling of the, of the stomach um, brings me, I, I called it the other day, um, kind of in a position of in the eye of the hurricane. Um, there it's peaceful and you are alert and you can from that position observe what is going on around um, without um, getting hurt by it or without uh, getting carried away by it. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it's, it's good from time to time 
to go back to the rising and falling then sure the yeah as i i think there's really no hard and fast rule and you 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 roll with the punches you consider you're in a boxing match there's no answer whether should i punch or should i dodge sometimes you have to dodge sometimes you have to punch sometimes you have to even take a punch and sometimes you get knocked down and you get back up again that's the the story the song goes the but but you you sh you shouldn't i w i think you shouldn't have a hard and fast rule and that's what i would caution against because suppose someone takes the hard and fast rule that when when these things come up i'm going to go back to the stomach if you take that as a rule then it's easy to 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 see how it might lead to to developing aversion towards it or or a habit of avoiding the the experience if you force yourself, all, you take it as a rule that you have to stay with it, then it can drive you crazy and it, it, can, it can lead you to not want to meditate, it can lead you to uh, f feel um, incapable of, of finding any benefit in the meditation. Even entering into the jhanas in that sense is good. Mahasi Sayadaw said, if you've practiced jhana before then it's great because you can go back and feel peaceful again and get your confidence back up and go out and fight. Uh, but the other thing I would say is that actually staying with it, and suppose it makes you really angry and upset, because this is often what happens, we give the meditator an entire day to themselves and we're not there sitting with them telling them what to do, so they do everything wrong. They'll go, they'll go way to this extreme, way to that extreme, and it's actually not that big of a deal as long as you have a teacher to pull you back on track because it teaches you something. So you can the meditator said, "Oh, I was sitting with it, and I was so it just made me more and more angry." And then you can say, "Well, what's it like to be angry?" Now you know what it's like to be angry for a whole day. So w what we're trying to do is learn, and and the best thing you can learn from is your mistakes. It takes a long time, but you you learn from your defilements, really. Oh. Sometimes you have to go through these things um, to really get over them, to to be mm -hmm. so uh, fed up with them, yes. to to know them again and again, and then you thought, oh, I, I got over it. And then you it comes up again, and you know it again. Then in one at one time at one point there comes the moment when you really get fed up with it when mm. you let go of it because mm. you just saw it enough but i think the the key to all of our all of these answers is that you you have to be dynamic you should never have a hard mm. and fast rule it's it's so i mean the path is how long is the path and you've got to know every trick in the book to get through it right can we say that um, sama vayama, right effort, is is a good measurement for that? Sama vayama? Yeah. I believe the word they use is kusalupaya. Do you know this one? Uh, no. Kusalupaya is, is knowing the right thing to do at the right time. It's having all these tricks. You know, knowing oh, the right yeah, trick to use. Yeah, that's good as well. Kusalupaya. 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 It's the word that they use in the Mahayana to, to explain, or in some Buddhists will use to explain, doing of evil deeds for a good purpose. Um, 
I've, I've heard this argument that this is that argument about uh, lying to save someone's life, for example. This is considered skillful means, doing an evil deed for the purpose of goodness. But that's not how we how it's understood in the early text. The kusalup, kusalupaya. Kusala means wholesome or skillful. Upaya means uh, upaya means a device or a a means, I guess, a stratagem, you could say. And it, it's this kind of thing where, you, what, what do you do when you're really stressed out? If you know the kusalupaya, it's to lie down. Because lying down is actually something we tell meditators not to do. It's, a, it's not a good thing. But in certain instances, it's the right thing to do. When you're really stressed out, do lying meditation. There was one monk, this crazy monk that I always refer back to who slit his wrists, lit, lit himself on fire. Uh, at one point he came to our teacher and his, he got a hand to, to, to Ajahn Tong. Nothing can face him. This monk was, came up to him and, and Ajahn Tong says, how's walking, how's sitting? He says, Ajahn, I, I can't walk. I, I can't do walking. He says, well fine, then just do sitting. And he says, and I can't sit. And fine, then just do lying meditation. I can't lie down when I... And he's explaining why he can't walk, why he can't sit, why he can't lie down. And the rest of us are like, what's he going to do then? And he says, then do standing meditation. And he goes, yeah, I can do standing. <laughs> and, and he ended up doing standing meditation. He couldn't lie down because he, he was going crazy, really. He was contorting himself into all these shapes. Uh, I, oh, the things I had to deal with this guy was... Was an interesting um, experience in psychology. May may I come back to the samavayama? Mm -hmm. um, because it is, when I remember correctly, it is to um, to to raise the the wholesome mm. states that are yep. there. And uh, the wholesome states that haven't yeah. arisen, yeah. bhavana, d develop them. The ones that are already there, rak uh, anurakana, um, protect them. Yeah. The evil states that are already there, pahana, abandon them. The evil states that are not yet there, maybe that's anurakana, I can't remember, uh, guard against them. But there's there's... So I, I clear what you're saying that from so from time to time you do one or the other is the idea. Yeah, having, I, I thought having that uh, in mind as a measurement for uh, for the meditation in in, in general to. But to there, there is a better teaching that is more from time to time ish because the samavayama it's it's difficult because it actually is supposed to all come together at the same time, right? It's it's all being mindful really does all of that at once. Uh, it it can be seen in that way, but there's there's one really good teaching that that I think is given in several places. Probably it's in the Anguttara Nikaya. I'd like to find it again. He said, the Buddha says, a skillful meditator or a skillful monk knows when it's appropriate to encourage the mind, when it's appropriate to discourage the mind, when it's appropriate to keep the mind, um, in, you know, stay the mind, stop it, and when it's appropriate, see there, there, there are these four different 
times, you, you really feel this as a teacher. Uh, when you're teaching people meditation, you have to be exactly this. So sometimes a meditator will come to you and you have to say, yes, good, keep going. Encourage them. Or, or, or more like, no, 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 you're doing fine. That's really not a problem. It's, it, you're, you're learning more. See, you, you, you've learned more about yourself. Encouraging them. Sometimes you have to discourage them. They'll come to you and say, wow, I had a great meditation. They'll say, oh yeah? You like it? Oh, I like it. I really like I loved it. Do you know what liking is? Liking, well, that's, that's greed. Is greed a good thing? What does greed lead to? It leads to addiction. Don't like, no need to like things and so on. So pull them back. Sometimes you have to be, you know, keep them on course. It's kind of, it's, it's playing this game, but this is how the Buddha taught us to, to teach us, to train ourselves. When the mind wants to leap out to something, you have to be able to pull it back. When the mind is lazy or so on, you have to have ways of encouraging it. For example, contemplation of death, reminding yourself we've only got a, you know, a short time to live and so on. That's a really good good teaching. I'm not, I'm not sure about Samavayama. I mean, obviously it can be interpreted in that way. Um, as from time to time doing one or the other. But most important about Samavayama is to see the see our effort as comprehensive and also to see effort as not being just push, 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 right? You have to be able to, it, it's about balancing and it's really all about um, developing mindfulness to overcome the defilement, to, to have a, a wholesome state of mind. <coughs> 